Welcome to Team Chat Podcast, everyone. Before we get into the uh, main body and content of today's show, we just wanted to take a little bit of time to say, A, fuck Russia, and or fuck Putin, too, and B, rise up Ukraine. And, rise up Ukraine. You know, glory to Ukraine, all that, because this is, uh, our heart goes out to you and the struggle that you're fighting and the valiant fight that you're putting up, and it is... Insane. That, it's super fucked up. That that these types of conflicts have to exist and still continue and c- go on. And uh, we just hope that, you know, we wish you the best in all that we can do. In, good in luck, t- good fight, all good the, hunt. All the positive that we can send your way to help you out with this. You know, you have our full thoughts and support. And also, you know, monetary donations and things like that that we are giving as well. Uh, to help support the cause. If you're looking for ways that you can also help out the the conflict in Ukraine and help out the Ukrainian people, uh, we have a couple different places that you can donate and lend your support to, such as World Central Kitchen. Awesome. Uh, they are uh, basically they're taking charge. They go to they go all over the world whenever there's a humanitarian crisis, and they are feeding the uh, people who are evacuating from. Ukraine over to in Poland and other neighboring countries uh, as they cross over they have their kitchen set up and are feeding people there so if you'd like to ch- that is one you could check out you can also check out you can also check out UNICEF obviously it's a pretty well-known uh, n- international organization we've also got Sunflower of Peace which is a nonprofit raising money to prepare pr- to prepare first aid medical tactical backpacks for paramedics and doctors on the front lines and then the International Committee of the Red Cross for more uh, support the Ukrainian Red Cross mm-hmm. so Check out those. Uh, check out those links resources and links. Uh, yeah, we'll put those in the description below for everybody to be able to have quick and easy access to those. And uh, yes, uh, please. So we we're doing like I don't know. Cold <laughs> like, open words. Words are I know uh, like can only go so far. Yeah. And I, but like we hope that this that you are able to achieve victory and to push out this uh, Putin and his scumbag of evil and villain it's so just it's madness it is so i believe in the ukraine you can do it we do we do and we hope you can and we hope that this this is able to end quickly and with as little loss of life as can possibly be contained yeah. so so glory to ukraine <laughs> Welcome to Team Chat Podcast, the video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out Thursday mornings, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. Links for all that are in the description below. Find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server, where we have a lot of great conversation about gaming topics and non-gaming-related topics. We're not here recording the show. And finally, if you'd like to help make the show bigger and better, just like our patrons, Elise F., my phone won't unlock again. Good God, that happened last week, and it's happening again. Are your fingerprints going back? No, the microphone blocks my face, so oh, I pick oh, it up to do the face, face ID. <laughs> it doesn't go. You okay, so loser. just like our patrons, our latest patrons, Super Saiyan Ace, Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Ben W, Michael B, Fuchsia Rascal, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done. You can head over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. But you know what? I'm just going to say that. Say it for this. Say it for now. If you were going to go support the show, support Ukraine instead. Yeah, give that money to the Ukraine. So I'm skipping all that stuff. <laughs> okay. Thank you for everyone who does, who, you know, does and supports us, but that's not what we should be about this episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I forgot our introduction. <laughs> what Man, are we here we're, for? We're, we're here all over the place. But yeah, I am, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined across the table by Rachel Mogan. Bonjour now. Now, we do, for this episode, we've had a lot of heavy, big first impressions. We have. We've been busy we've been lately. very busy playing some video games. Uh, we, we joked about it last time, I think, on one of the more recent episodes of just like, why did every game on planet Earth come out within a two-month span? For real. What's happening? Yeah. It, it, it's too much it and is. we don't have first of all we barely have the money second of all who has the time i'm not even 25 hours into horizon forbidden God. west how could i possibly and i bought pokemon legend arceus yeah haven't, haven't even, touched it haven't even cracked it out of the plastic yet Man. I'm, I'm just sitting on it because i'm like wait 
who's got the time? You're going to have to leave your house eventually on a trip where it doesn't make sense to take your PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. I mean, really, <laughs> that's, you'll have time. that's every trip because the PlayStation is too big and heavy. So, man, I just, I need some quality switch time. <laughs> we were actually, we were just got back from a vacation this last week and we went down to the beach in Galveston. Way too cold to be at the beach, but it was still a very fun time. Uh, you was did no not getting send in the me water. a single picture of your pups in the sand. Because they were barely in the sand. They were freezing. I, I, we have some, what though. A I'll bunch. show you. They're big chonksters. <laughs> You're telling me they're not well insulated enough? Oh, no. Fender definitely is. And I guess Birdie is, too. Birdie so, yeah. is very well insulated. <laughs> they're, they're doing great. She's like a small whale. Oh, yes. <laughs> But anyway, so we just got back from that. And then, yeah, and I even was like, man, I know the weather's going to be bad, so we're not going to be really outside a lot. What if I did bring my PlayStation 4? I'm not carrying my PS5 around. Are you kidding? First of all, it weighs about 50 pounds. Exactly. <laughs> but I was like, I'll bring my PS4, maybe catch up on some seafood and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, it wound up not because I was like, it's just way too big. <laughs> it's, I, I have my Switch. That's enough. Barely touched that as it was, so it would have yeah. just been wasted time. But anyway, yeah, uh, a lot of stuff coming out. We have not, just for those wondering, have not yet jumped into or I don't know if I will, at least anytime soon, don't know about you, uh, jumped into jumped into Elden Ring yet, but I, mean, I just really, like... <laughs> that one's probably going to be a couple of months out for me. Sure. For the main reason of I have so many other massive games that I really want to get well, through first. I mean, I'm anticipating Horizon taking at least 100 hours of my oh, time yeah. again. So oh, yeah. At least, at minimum. Yeah. So, like, We've got other stuff. Seafood, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff right now. I have to say, the Souls games have... L- given me limited interest, limited pause before. Yep. And I have played some of Dark Souls 1. We've talked about that before. But this, and I've kind of been like, I understand the appeal for people, sure. Elden Ring, maybe because it is like scoring so high. Maybe because it is the game that literally everybody is talking about right now. It's very funny how this month especially has been the beginning of the month, Sifu. Twitter was only Sifu. Gaming Twitter oh, was yeah. only Sifu. The next week, gaming Twitter was only, only Horizon. Horizon. The next week, only Elden Ring. And I have to say, I have some serious FOMO about it. I, I honestly do too, but really I think it's kind of just the hype. Like I, For like, sure. I, I know that if I get it, it's like the biggest, this is like the most amount of hype I've ever had for a game that I know is definitely not for me. Yeah, like I feel like, <laughs> I, I totally agree because on the one hand, I do enjoy games that are kind, that, that I have enjoyed a Souls Born before. Yeah. Have I ever beaten any of them? Of course not. I get a certain amount of the way through and then I go, I've had enough. This is why. I'm d- yeah, like this was exactly <laughs> what I wanted. This scratched the itch that I needed. Yep. Now I'm going to go back and play other games and actually have fun and maybe finish a game for once in my life. But I do have a couple of quotes from around our Discord from users who are playing uh, Elden Ring and Brandon Weber, <laughs> which is his Discord name, which is hysterical. Uh, he says, it's been a long time since the first beatable boss in a Souls, and beatable is in air quotes, yep. since the first beatable boss in a Soulsborne game has consistently and completely wrecked my shit feels good nice and then he goes on to say i'm enjoying i'm enjoying elden ring so much that my butt is going to be concave before i'm done with it bringing back our new bringing flat, butt rating, new flat butt rating system man then, i am that is like the best thing you've like one of the best things you've thought of thank you i'm such a genius you really are like <laughs> only, only when it how's comes that not to, been done yet oh, trademarked though no one's trademarked steal no one's stealing <laughs> but like the flat butt rating system <laughs> the flat butt rating. which is so it's like it's like i want it to become a thing and i feel like it could become a thing because it's like the opposite Everybody thinks like a full butt is good. No, no, no not in video games. You bad. want a flat you want a butt. Flat ass. You want the flattest butt you've ever seen in your life. Uh, and then Dr. Bro Mogan says, well, first his troll one, zero to 10 Garbo game for dummies. That was not the real review. The real review, <laughs> the real review is it's great. It's souls plus Breath of the Wild, big open world and no hand holding. Oh. So a couple of our users are really enjoying Elden Ring. So I understand the like fo- the FOMO. I, mm. I'm totally having the same thing, but I also have the exact same thought of, I know that I'm probably on a base level, not going to personally enjoy it as much as some of the other games I already have in my hands right now. for sure. So I need to play those games and give them their due before I move on to something else. And I want to stand in solidarity with Horizon Forbidden West because I did see... We have to be the ones. We have to be the ones to stick with it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because I saw so many... And I guess I, I, I knew on a timeline perspective that it did happen this way, but my brain forgot because back when Horizon Zero Dawn came out... Almost a week later, Breath of the Wild came out. I know. So, so many people are like, oh no, 
it's going to get Breath of the Wilded again. Yeah. But this time by Elden Ring. And it's like, oh, that's really true. I mean, it really it's probably true. is. As much as I would love to say, and I hope for a surprise, like, I mean, come on. It, it, unless something just comes out that we're not expecting. I mean, God of War Ragnarok's potentially still out there. But if some other game out there comes along to knock off Horizon Forbidden West for us as what I could probably already say is our game of the year contender. Um, like it's going to be Elden Ring and it's not, not for us, not for us personally, but like, cause it'll have a, it'll have a nice round, butt. Elden Ring horizon forbidden West. You can't see the, butt. Can't, it's, no, it's so an invisible. We've been playing sitting on the couch <laughs> yeah, for so there ain't long. No butt there. And so, <laughs> you know, that's what I mean. Like there's no toppling it for us unless just something completely out of left field. Yeah comes and, t- and knocks it over for us, but well, I, don't, Splatoon 3, I don't see that happening. Splatoon oh, 3 is coming out this year. So for me, that that's probably going to be like my other big heavy hitter. But yeah, Horizon Forbidden West is the heavy hitter yeah. that I didn't see coming for me. Splatoon 3 is the other one. And then who knows? Maybe Breath of the Wild 2 will come out December maybe. 31st, 2022, <laughs> and it'll just barely squeak in. <laughs> it's oh, probably man. not going to happen that way, but you never know. That's true. But yeah, so I, I really do feel like part of me feels bad for the developers for uh, who's the the studio? I know who they for are. Who? Horizon. Oh, Gorilla. Gorilla. Sorry. There we go. For for anyways, uh, Gorilla. I feel really bad for them because I'm like, you poor bastards. You just can't catch a break with your two incredible, incredible games, games that just got like edged out a week later. I know. By the next biggest game of the year. Do you think Elden did it on purpose? They yes, were delayed. I do think they did it on purpose. <laughs> Those absolute bastards. <laughs> All right, you Elden oh, Ring boy. people. Yeah. What, what are they called? The Tarnished? Have your fun with your Get out of here. <laughs> we don't want you. We'll play with yeah, our robot on. dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! So real quick, before we actually get into today's topic, yeah, I yeah. Do, so I know that you said that you played a ton over the weekend. I wanted yes. to get a pulse check from you and see where you're at now. Okay, so still not super far into the main story. Okay. Uh, I derped around a lot yesterday, but then I did the, what I would call one of the first main missions once you're in the Forbidden West. Okay. You've done the amp... <laughs> Almost a spoiler. It's a quick, tiny spoiler. So if you don't want any Horizon Rewind. West spoilers, <laughs> just tune this part out. It'll I'm, only I'm be gonna a couple be very minutes. Yeah. It's like the first big, uh, second, second major main story quest that you can do after the, uh, after, after you Light? go into, yeah, after Baron Light. You're in the Forbidden West. You go into the cave and you go and exploring. Silence leads you on that trail. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. There's an so, yeah. orb involved. Yes, an orb involved. Indeed. That's all we're saying. Okay. Uh, but I played that mission, which, good God, that was a long mission. It was, <laughs> it was very it long. long. We were like trying time. to order uh, dinner, and I was like, yeah, okay, we'll, uh, like, I was like, yeah, let's, we'll order, let me finish this mission. I'm almost done, because I kept thinking, like, I'm almost done. And <laughs> then I was not almost done, so I had to, like, pause, we ordered dinner, then I finished. But it was such, I was like, oh, this one won't end, but, ooh. There were some twists. There were some, there were some, so the end of what you just finished, when I also finished it, I was like, I, I wanted, there was some surprise, I wanted like, to text you and oh. be like, shit's getting weird, yo. I wanted to text you yesterday, but I was like, she has to be past this. I, I but definitely, like, yeah, okay. I was like, he's going to get to it any day now. So where are you then at this point? I have made it to kind of the, the start of the next big phase of the game. So you're pretty close behind me now because I've also been doing a lot of side quests related to Plainsong, one of mm, the other mm-hmm, big settlements mm-hmm. that's nearby. So I'm kind of in side quest mode right sure. now. Instead of blatantly ignoring the three primary story quests that are like, <laughs> whenever you're ready, Aloy. I mean, just whenever you want to. <laughs> they literally like give you an in-game timer. They're like, well, how much longer do you think the world has? And uh, someone's like, like, oh, maybe four months. And I'm like, duly noted. That's plenty of time That's to go time do all, me to go all the place. I can get there. I think I if I do this, the, yeah. I think I can solve time and maybe ride. like the last five days. You know, I can ride monsters and stuff. So it's going to be fine. <laughs> I'll be able to get there. Don't worry about it. Nice. So I'm a little bit ahead of you at this point, but I think you're going to catch up pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I even was like, I was tired because we driven back and I was kind of like, do I want to play Horizon right now? Is that going to keep my focus? <laughs> yeah, it does. So I played for like three plus hours yesterday. Yeah. It, was, oh, it was wonderful. Glorious. You got to love those flat butt gaming sessions. Oh man, it was flat butt. If we ever rebrand our new flat butt podcast flat butt gaming podcast oh my god it's amazing we should have thought of that <laughs> Trademark se- seven years ago <laughs> a subsidiary of a subsidiary, <laughs> a subsidiary of team chat podcast <laughs> oh man 
But these are some really great games that we've been talking about. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about a few more because we are doing our volume two entry into our ABCs of gaming. Yes. There were so many big things coming out. We had to take a pause from this little series. But like we said, this is going to be a long one because we can't fit all 26 letters of the alphabet. Had to think about that for a little bit. Uh, And Espanol, they have more. Oh, see? So there we go. I almost had the thought that we should save this for whenever this topic, for whenever we do our extra life day, because this would make a fantastic episode and fill hours. Oh my God, it would. <laughs> just like marathon. Just, maybe that it? should just be like, our, we finish it out. Oh my God, yeah, that's not a bad, because we get pro- the, get the I chat mean, involved. Realistically, we probably won't finish the series before November. <laughs> no. At the rate, because we did we did the first installment. We're only on D, E, and F, you guys. This yeah, is only I know. Volume, this is sec- two. volume two. So we did the first one, what, back in November of last think, year? Mm, it was November, December. Yeah, somewhere there. Yeah, right it was it was year. late last year, so it's been literal months since we've circled back to it. Uh, so it's going to take us. I mean, at this pace, we might get to the tease <laughs> by, by then. So we'll see how that goes. The only game that I can think of for Q is Qbert. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't don't steal if, mine. Oh, Mine's no. Qbert. I, I haven't played Qbert. He's all yours. <laughs> I mean, who knows how many games have the word quest in the title of them? Ooh. Oh, so and many. we might have to like yeah. just like brain quest there we go uh, but like we might have to just like we'll, we might have to be a little loose with that one <laughs> a little loose on that one but yes we're gonna go with through letters d e and f today on our abcs of gaming bogan would you like to kick yes, us off i would because i actually have a good one that's a mainline game that i think people will actually remember but i just feel like it doesn't get enough credit as like the um the classic action stealth game that i think it is i want to talk about dishonored oh one of still perfect, perfect addition for your perfect addition for really any gamer that loves action adventure and stealth mm-hmm. and like games where your decisions actually matter yes so if anybody is unfamiliar with dishonored i believe the first game came out was it actually for ps4 or did it start out on ps3, it was PS3. and then the first game got ported to the ps4 shortly for the definitive edition yes stuff. yes because that's the PS3. one that i played i think dishonored was one of the very first games that i actually bought for myself when i bought my ps4 oh cool because i bought my ps4 right after mm-hmm. we gave away my old ps3 <laughs> my old beautiful white ps3 i hope somebody is still taking taking care of it out there but i had just got my ps4 and i was like well now i actually need some games for it yeah and the dishonored definitive edition for ps PS4 was on sale at GameStop for like 15 bucks. And I was like, sure. I didn't know anything about it other than like some very vague buzz that I had heard years ago at that point Mm -hmm. of like, yeah, sure, I'll play this game. How it looks kind of fun. Yeah. I was so blown away by how great of a game it wound up being. So the premise of Dishonored is that you are, it, it takes place in this sort of alternate universe that's sort of modeled after Earth in mm-hmm. a place called Dunwall. It's very much meant to be like grungy and gross, like London of ye olden times, like 1800s thereabout, yeah. is where I would kind of gauge the, the uh, no, 1800s is probably, late 1800s is like Victorian era yeah, industri- slash industrial, industrial era. era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, London is sort of what it's modeled after, but it has all of this alternative technology that doesn't exist in our real world, and the whole economy of Dunwall is very heavily based on whaling of all things like they still heavily rely on whale oil for everything it's messed up there's some really memorable quests that actually involve whales in the dlc Mm -hmm. for dishonored oh man if you get the definitive edition you got to play that dlc because it's got some some real there there's something there's some interesting quests in there but the point is it takes place in this place called dunwall and you are this guy named corvo he's i think like the head spy master and or head assassin for the current empress of dunwall uh empress jessamine jessamine i think that's her name i think it's jessamine Caldwell. Yes. Yeah, because it's Emily's the daughter. Yeah, Emily Caldwell. Yes. Okay, so you are the also secret lover <gasps> of the Empress. That was a spoiler. Nobody knows that. Protecting it's her. very obvious. I know. <laughs> so don't worry about it. <laughs> also, the game's like the hell game old. The game's hella old if you miss it at the time. <laughs> so you're the head assassin to, to Empress uh, Jessamine. And right at the beginning of the game, she actually gets assassinated by some, uh, I guess we would call them like rival assassins that are using dark arts. Mm. So they're able to get the 
jump on Corvo because he's like the world's best assassin. He's incredible. But they're able to get the jump on him and actually get to her by using these like otherworldly powers that they have, which they then use to frame Corvo. Mm. So the Empress is dead. Everybody thinks it was Corvo. You want the very first mission of the game is you're busting out of prison because they're going to murder you. And you're like, I didn't do it, you bastards. So you escape from prison and then you put on this awesome like skull mask that has these crazy glasses in it so that you can zoom in on stuff far away. So you're on the run and you. the whole point of the first game is you are A, clearing your own name and B, you are t- systematically hunting down and taking out all of the people involved in the conspiracy that framed you for the murder in the first place. You also need to rescue uh, Empress Jessamine's daughter, Emily. So the princess, Princess Emily, you have to make sure that you get her back into safe hands, back into Corvo's hands. There are a couple of flashbacks, and I think one of the first things you can actually do in the game is kind of play hide and seek with Emily. So mm-hmm. Corvo clearly has like a sort of like pseudo fatherly role to Emily, even though they're not actually related, except they were in the second game. You find out. So, <laughs> anyways, the point is to ignore that. So the point is you're playing through this awesome game, trying to clear your name. It's a lot of stealth. Mm-hmm. Depending on how you want to play it. So it's very much, uh, what's the word for it? Is action stealth the right genre that I'm thinking of? Yeah, I think so. I feel like there's a better word. I mean, I'll look and see, but I feel like action adventure stealth is. Uh, right so so the gist be. is that, it, and it's got a lot of RPG elements in it too. So the gist is you're going through these different levels. Uh, you're assassinating people right, left, and center. Or depending on what kind of player you want to be, because you can be like me, player, you can do pacifist runs. Because Corvo has a lot of different techniques at his disposal. He can choke people out mm-hmm. and um, thereby pacifistly take them out. Non-lethal, that's the word that I should have used. (laughs) (laughs) You can non-lethally take people out and you can just kind of hide their bodies so that other people don't discover them. Or you can go guns a-blazing and you can do no stealth. You can just shoot people (laughs) in the head with your crossbow, your guns, you got bombs. You got these little things called shredder bombs that you can put onto people and then you quickly go away and then they explode into shrapnel blasts and just destroy everything they touch. It's amazing. This is one of those games where I think we were kind of talking about it a little bit with Sifu, or at least we talked about the concept of mm-hmm. you feel like it's the kind of game that when you watch somebody that's actually good at it play that game, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. You can you really do see that what it can stuff. be. Yeah, oh, you yeah. really see what you're capable of. Like, I remember seeing gameplay videos of Dishonored where someone would like people figured out because one of the big things that's going on in Dishonored too, there's like a rat plague going on. And yes. like swarms of rats running on everywhere, they'll Correct. eat you, they'll you know, whatever. And there are people I've seen where, because there's one of the ability that you can get where you can actually mind control either people or other creatures. So people will take one of those shredder bombs, put it on a rat, mind control the rat, then take it into a room full of guards and it kills them all. Oh yeah. And it's just like, it's incredible. (laughs) So that's just one example of all the crazy stuff that you can do. I've seen other people, because you have a a lot of different um, subsets of your power-ups that you can choose to invest in or you can totally ignore. It's Mm -hmm. really up to you. So one of the dark arts that you can do is actually like slowing down to almost the point of freezing time. Oh, very cool. So a lot of people will freeze time and then Corvo has this very, uh, you will have seen it if you've played Deathloop. It's the exact same Mm. thing. So in Deathloop, there's basically just this rapid teleport forward. Oh, yeah. So you can just sort of quickly teleport forward. Uh, In Dishonored, it's called Shadow Step, I think. Yes. So if you Shadow Step forward, it's basically just like a blink. Maybe they call it blinking. They may have actually called it blinking. Yes. Yeah. Like blink step or yes. something like oh, that. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think that's actually right? what it is. I think because when you're hovering over it and you're about to do the action, I think it's called blink. But the point is you can rapidly blink forward so people will slow down time, blink forward, set bombs or slit throats, and then rapidly get back out. And then when time comes back in, everybody's like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> and you're already gone. You're, you're like, like suckers. Slitting throats. It's incredible. <laughs> It is one of the most fun, silly, incredibly violent games that you can play. Or you can basically make it extremely hard for yourself and choose something like a pacifist run or all of these different uh, bonuses that the game will give you in points for did you get through a level and nobody noticed you? Basically, mm. were you maximum stealth the whole time? Did you get through a level and kill everyone? Did you get through a level and kill no one? 
Did you get through a level and get all of the collectibles and all of the riches that you can find? So there's all kinds of different measures by which you can succeed at a level to suit anybody's play style. You can do everything. You can do a little bit. You can do a lot. You can do none of the above and still succeed. Mm. It's such a fun game. Your decisions do actually have a massive impact on both how your game plays out and the outcome of the final the final game. There's so much that you can do with your different power-ups. It is just fun. And because this came out of that time, because it was Arcane Studios, but with mm-hmm. Bethesda. Yes. This came at kind of a time where I feel like Bethesda was sort of peak Bethesda aesthetic. Yes. Where they had that really almost like comic-esque look to their characters and to their world. It's Honestly, very vibrant. It's a little off-putting at first. Well, but I was going to say somewhat similar to like how the colors blend and the like the the textures on people and uh, characters is actually fairly similar to Sifu. Yeah, actually it really is. So kind of that super high poly look mm-hmm. because everybody looks really really I don't want to say blocky, but they're so clearly defined yeah. that it's like, huh, okay. This At first, I, when I first started Dishonored and I was starting to get used to the look of it, I was like, this game is fugly as shit. Well, the, ba- <laughs> the bad guys honestly kind of look, have that like, especially some of the like the villain type, oh, yeah. kind of have a very Disney cartoon villain yeah, look to them. Yeah, they do. They're very Like overblown. very overblown, like yeah. big strong chins oh, or yeah. like big broad shoulders. Huge and, and like, shoulders. So they honestly kind of look like it, cartoon villains. That's Thank the you. word for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Not overblown, yeah, yeah. but like this very intentionally over-exaggerated look, which uh, once you get used to it, I now look back on that very fondly and I feel like that extremely specific style actually helps it in the replay value because that means you can go back to it now and replay it and you're like, yeah, the graphics aren't incredible by today's standards but aesthetically it holds up right because it wasn't playing to what was modern at the time it was playing to what do we want our game right. to look like right. which always helps a game do better in the longevity category so both dishonored and dishonored 2 which uh, features either corvo or his daughter emily once she's grown up an empress herself you can play as either of them in the second game they're both super duper fun uh, emily is obviously awesome and she's got some weird crazy new abilities that Ooh, weren't in the I first touched game Dishonored too. Oh, that's man. pretty cool and there's also a, a third kind of mini game that I never actually played, but always wanted to, Death of the Outsider. So there's the, there's actually three really mainline games, and all of them by now have a lot of DLC added onto them. Mm-hmm. So they're all incredible games. They have some of the most memorable moments in each of them. It, there's there's a moment in Dishonored 2 in, in like a... I guess you would say converted hospital, <laughs> to put it lightly, that is just horrifying. Oh, like okay. it sets your skin crawling. You're like, oh, oh my man, god, this is now. horrible. I think I've ta- I think I've talked about it on the show before, so I don't want to rehash oh. it. Yeah, I, yes. think, I think you remember okay. what I'm talking I know. about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh my god, I still remember that scene, and I'm like, I still have nightmares about it. <laughs> <laughs> so they are incredible games that I feel like people just aren't giving enough credit and aren't replaying enough because they're amazing. So I definitely want to talk about Dishonored. What a great game. 10 out of 10. Go play it. It still holds up. Nice. Uh, So my D game that I wanted to talk about is one that, yes, I've talked about a lot before. Wait, let me guess. Okay. Dogs. No. For Nintendo 3DS. No. Damn it. It's not that. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. (laughs) Shit. That was my only (laughs) guess. All right. I give up. Uh, It is the one I've talked about. One of my favorite games of all time. Star Wars Dark Forces. Oh, okay. D Dark Forces. Dark Forces. Not counting the Star Wars. Uh, uh, It counts. It counts. (laughs) Uh, Star Wars Dark Forces is an old game. Like, it came out in 1995. It actually, yesterday was its 27th anniversary oh being released. God. It actually shares it's the release. It's older than some of my friends. <laughs> oh, God. It's an old game. I played it. It was the very first first-person shooter game I ever played. Uh, and I played it, I think, for the first time probably when I was eight. So a few, couple of years after, two or three years after it came out, I think. So when I probably played it for the first time. It was the first Star Wars game I ever played. So that rings pretty high up. I, be- I believe it was the first. If, if anything, it was the first Star Wars game I played to the end. And, and everything, like beat, not just like played at a friend's house every once in a while. Is this the one that's getting a reboot? Unfortunately, no. Which is the one they just announced? Well, they did. Okay, so 
in my head, I hope it's a reboot. But Respawn is working on a new first-person shooter game for Star Wars. No, there and was so one I'm that's hoping just a that straight remake. What's the one that they just recently announced? That oh, was kind of like Kotor. Knights of the Old Republic. It is Kotor. Oh, but it, you were dark. You were. You're a bad Sith. There we go. Oh, it Jesus. shows Sith. Oh. Oh, or are you talking about? I'm talking. It's, it's not Kotor. It's the other one. That's oh, like the MMO. Kotor. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The what? Old Republic. Star Wars: The Old Republic. Kotor. Oh. That's the one they just had their legacy of the Sith expansion that had a cinematic I feel trailer. Like that's also that not I, the one I'm talking about. I don't know. Star Wars thirteen thirteen. That's the one where you're like the that was canceled that you're Boba Fett. But anyway, um, while you're looking that up, I'll give yeah. a little bit more to uh, touch on uh, on this. So uh, Dark Forces is a very very much looks like the original Doom games as well, and like how it plays, how it's laid out. You know, your guns like in the very center of the of the screen, and you're just like walking forward. Obviously, like the graphics are nowadays nothing to like go crazy over, but for for me because they are like very block pixel animation stuff. But still, uh, I had a blast playing that game. I loved that game, and it's one of those. I wish it was easier to go back and replay now. It is online on like PC, and it is on uh, even the PlayStation Network. Like you play it, you buy it for the PS3. Um, but it is one that like, I, I want to go back. It's been a few years since I've played it again. Uh, I want I would love to go back and replay it. Cause I'm sure it wouldn't take me that long. Cause I played that game so much. Like it, like to the point of like having it memorized. And so like, I want to play that one again because it's like the old dooms where you've got 10 weapons strapped to your body makes no sense whatsoever, <laughs> but they unleash such wonderful destruction upon the, <laughs> upon your enemies. And it's, fun too for me because at that point I was still a very young person and Star Wars fan so I was like still gobbling up as much of this universe as I could and so the you have that and then uh, but it, what was cool about this is that it was a new character who wasn't in the movies but the events of the game took place around the events of the movies in that you play as spy Kyle Katarn who's a mercenary hired by the Rebel Alliance to help them steal the plans for the OG Death Star oh 1 God. before uh, Star Wars New Hope. Now, for those of you who are like, wait, what you talking about now? That's not the events that are transpired in Rogue One. Well, that's because Star Wars Dark Forces, unfortunately, fell at when, Di when Disney bought uh, LucasArts and Lucasfilm, sorry, Lucasfilm, uh, you know, decanonized all the old stuff that wasn't the movies and then move forward. So, Which, you know what? I'm going to say hard rejected. <laughs> so it, in, I, I was very upset about that. In, I, I'm, I'm happy now with some of the like retellings that's allowed with some of the side characters, looking at you, Book of Boba Fett. But also, you know, um, it, yeah, it, it's, it does suck that there are these so many great stories that were told in these that like are just like, eh, they don't count. I mean, in my mind, it kind of gets the same treatment as the extremely nonsensical, air quotes, timeline related to the Legend of Zelda games. Yeah. So in my brain, it's like a line and then it branches. And there's the stuff that was all the old canon. And now there's, that was very yeah, ungraceful. Like, <laughs> and now there's all the stuff all that's over the myself. new canon. <laughs> that was something, Jaren. <laughs> I don't know how to Heavens. drink. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I think that both can exist. They're just oh, yeah. diverging timelines. Oh, absolutely. They can both exist. But so um, I loved the game, though, because you go through all these like different underworld locations that at that point I had only either I'd only read about in like Star Wars books. So it was like the first time to like see these in like a visual media. And I was like, oh, this is so cool because you got to go like to this the crime world of Narshada, which is like the hut, one of the hut crime worlds and stuff like that. It's covered you, in slugs. You, you met... <laughs> Uh, you see, you interact with Jabba the Hutt uh, in the, in the game. You actually fight Boba Fett in a later level. You go all over the place, and it's does he get awesome. defeated by children again, like he always is doing? <laughs> you actually do defeat him to move on. Yes, <laughs> I knew it. Boba Fett sucks oh. at his job. Twenty twenty two. It's my new campaign. No, it's a terrible campaign. Uh, boycott that campaign, please, everyone. But so it just for like the time uh, that I played it, it still it's it's one of those old games that. I have gone back in the last five years. Yeah. In a play. I'm still like, it's fun. I mean, I there are plenty it. of old games that we all forget about. And then there are the ones that live in your brain rent free forever. Yeah. And you will keep thinking about them. And you're like, yeah, that was a good time. And one of the cool things is because this, this game, one of the cool things, and another tie in from this game that was recently brought into the new canon is that the whole point of this is after you steal the Death Star plans, they're like, cool. Thanks for that. But we need you now to help track down this new Imperial threat that's coming up, this secret Dark Trooper project. <gasps> and you don't wind up fighting these Dark Troopers until way later in the game. 
But there were these huge hulking robotic enemies that just had insane weapons, insane armor, so hard to defeat. But then after the events of, you know, the decanonization of the game, didn't hear from them until Mandalorian season two. And Moff Gideon brings in some dark troopers and brings those back into the canon. Holy crap. In that episode, when I saw them for the first time, I lost my God Think about how many mind. other fake Star Wars fans, Jared, didn't even, didn't know, even know. Didn't even know. Didn't even fake know. Fake fans. They're coming up and being like, man, those dark troopers, those are really cool. Those That's cool what they thought of. And you're they like, how dare you quote the scriptures to me? <laughs> I was where they were when they were written. But still, it's uh, so that was like, blew my mind because I was like, oh my God, I never yeah. thought we'd get to see these. Then, saints be praised, saints Hasbro be praised. goes and makes a Black Series figure for the Dark Trooper. That shit's on pre-order. I was about to say, where is it? Uh, he's not coming out. <laughs> okay. I don't get him. Until, I pre-ordered him like a month ago. He doesn't come out until May of next year. Oh, oh so my God. So long. It'll be a while. It's a wait. But okay. oh, a wait I am worth, that is worth waiting because, oh, I can't, that, that was like, it's like one of the like grail. Like, the holy grail value, pieces. Like aside from my various Boba Fetts and stuff like that. Uh, but like, yeah, that's definitely one that I'm like, oh my God, I have to have. So yeah. uh, Star Wars Dark Force is high up on my list of favorite games of all time and definitely hits in my letter D slot for the ABC video games. Excellent. So my next two are really just kind of, I want to briefly mention both of them and know that one of them is the one I'm actually talking about and the other one is just an honorable mention. So For letter E? For letter E. Okay. Honorable mention goes to Eastward. So Eastward, no, well, sort of. So that's why it's honorable mention. So Eastward was a much anticipated uh, sort of new pixelated indie game that came out, I think maybe fall of last year. So I have been playing it, but it would, Roro and I were actually talking on Twitter recently about how both of us played it and then stopped playing it. And now we just really need to go back and finish it. So Eastward gets an honorable mention just because the, what I've played of it, I did really enjoy, but there are some things about it that don't necessarily make it an astonishing game. Sure. It's a good game. It's definitely not for everyone. It's very well made. It's beautiful. It's got some of the most beautiful pixel environments that you can find in a modern game. So Eastward definitely gets a shout out, but I wanted to revive a game that we haven't talked about on this show oh. in in probably, four, I would guess, four years. Okay, this I got to think about this. It's with an E. Oh, it's, it's a one Okay, one-off. see, here's the thing. E in this list so far, I was wrecking. It was hard, very hard for me. I looked at all these lists of games that start with the letter E, and And unfortunately, so many of those games are EA Sports. Sports in the game. In the game, it's like no, I don't want to play E football or any of the EA games. Right, I was like, and all the others, I was like. I just haven't played these. How have I not played a game that starts with the letter E? Yeah, it was a toughie. It was very it was. tough. And F, of course, has every Final Fantasy under the sun, right? so that was easy. So I'm trying to think, what could it be that, you've, that we've talked about? I'll give about? you a hint. It's a fighting game. And it's oh, it, PS1 oh, fighting game. Oh, oh, oh you oh. got to know what it is. Ah. Come on. You got it. I know it. I can, it's, like, it's like a mech. No. No. Oh, is it? No, it's not. But I know what you're talking what about. What am I talking about? You, you're thinking about Zone of the Enders. Yes. That's not the one. But good, damn it! Good callback. Good call. Man. Wow. Yeah. That damn. Well, there you got your. Well, Z. Yeah, I got to say, write that down. down. Shit. <laughs> no, it's not Zone of the Enders. Ah. So, do you think you're going to be able to guess? No, it? I don't think I am. It was so long ago. I don't blame you. And nobody on planet Earth played this game, <laughs> except for me and Bro Mogan, because I found it at a Best Buy back in like 1998. And I was like, mother, may we have this? And she was like, sure. And I, <laughs> I can't imagine why she said yes, because the cover was very suggestive, but it's for Evil Zone. Yes. yes. Okay. We talked about this game yes. once before. Like. I want to say... I think it was in our first year. Yes. Yeah. Like, long time ago. I remember at, I remember using its art for the thumbnail. Yeah, and yep. I think it was either for, like, Forgotten Games mm-hmm. or Hidden Gems. Yeah, or, something it, like that. It was one of... Or, like, underrated I want to say games. it was, like, in our first 20 episodes. It was, I'm going to find it. It was an, a while ago. So, Evil Zone, for anybody that didn't play it, which is the vast, vast majority of humankind, Evil Zone is a completely forgotten fighting game from the late 90s, 
PS PS1 era. I think it was a PS1 exclusive. I don't believe that it was on any other consoles. It may have briefly been in actual arcades. It seems like that kind oh. of game, but I cannot verify that. Okay. And if it was, it only could have been in Japan. I can't imagine that they ported any of those to uh, to Western audiences. But the point of Evil Zone is that you've got this cast of characters that are all very, very heavily anime inspired mm-hmm. and each character kind of has their character arc which you can play out in story mode for the game and they go through these different you really could call them episodes yeah like every time you go to a new stage of 1v1 you versus the next character there's like a title card and it shows like your character and like the name of the episode and it's like very jazzy that's cool and then there's a little uh, there's a little cutscene where your character talks to the enemy and they like either make some jokes or they like hate each other so they have a really bad interaction and what your character's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And the other person's like, bitch, I'd like to see you try. And then you find out. So it was a ridiculous game. My favorite character, and she might actually be in the thumbnail, was Midori. Okay. She had this ridiculous spiky anime hair that could only have come from the late 90s era of anime. She had like these ridiculous denim cutoffs, this awesome cutoff sleeveless denim vest, and just like this sweet headband. She was the best. Uh, but the weird part about Evil Zone was that your controls were exclusively triangle and square. Mm. Triangle was all of your attacks square was guard and then just depending on how long you held triangle and which directional pad buttons you paired it with that's what would cause your different attacks to happen so each character kind of has like just their weird special attacks they make no sense there's no rhyme or reason you want a command list too bad buddy i don't if there was one i never once looked at it so just smash that triangle button and hope for the best (laughs) (laughs) but the other weird part about it was that you could build up like if somebody else was far away from you on the screen you could briefly hold down either triangle or square i don't remember which one and build up a meter Mm -hmm. and then if you built up the meter three times to basically get three spends of your special move you could unleash these special moves that were just crazy awesome fancy it's a very stupid game. It's objectively not good. Yeah. But good God, I still think about you Evil Zone. It, it made the impression. This day, I think I still own our copy. Oh, really? I think I still own our original PS1 copy. Like, do you have it in the in the jewel case and everything? I think I do. I should have brought it. I should have brought that, it for show and tell. Oh, my God. The, yeah. That thing is probably worth $1 today because nobody played <laughs> that penny. game. One penny. Nobody played it. But yeah, Evil Zone fucking rules even though it's objectively bad I can't honestly recommend it because it's a bad game. <laughs> but if you but can, to me fight, it's special. But to me it's special. So Evil Zone gets my E in our ABCs of gaming. Very nice. God, Evil Zone, what a callback. So if this is it, I found it. Do you want to guess as to which episode this was? Twenty six. Mm, you're off. Am I too high or too low? You're too high. <gasps> Seventeen. Too high. Fourteen. Too high. 10? Too high. <laughs> 7? Too high. 4? Too high. You're shitting me. No. 3? Episode 3. You're fucking kidding me. That's it, right? Favorite offline. It is. That's Evil Favorite Zone. Favorite offline multiplayer. Team chat Favorite podcast. Offline. Episode 3. Oh my God. December 7th, 2015. I knew it was old. I did not know it was that old. (laughs) I really did think that it was probably in the perfect time to talk about it again. And yes, so in the in the thumbnail here, that's Midori right down in the corner. Okay, and then that's um, male character I never played because I was never any of the dudes because they sucked. And then up and (laughs) up in the top there with the purple hair, that's Kakarine. She's one of the like central players in the primary conflict at the heart of the game between her and evil time space witch Ihadoka. (laughs) So it's this game rules. It's so stupid. Oh, man. But it's incredible. That's a great one. What Dude, a great callback. Just, just go to YouTube, type in Evil Zone. I promise you only one to two people are talking about this yeah. game. And you'll watch it and be like, the game looks like it 
blows. <laughs> and you're, you're not entirely wrong, but you're a little wrong. <laughs> What's funny is in that same episode, we talked about another offline fighting game that was one of mine that also I feel like lives in the same realm, but not even probably compares as much as just like a fighting game. But it was the Star Wars one, Masters of Terrace yes. Posse, which is like the pl- PlayStation one, like. It's just a like a 3D arena yeah. fighting game, like punching fighting game. Like it's just when you're Star bad. Wars characters, <laughs> yeah. but like same kind of thing. Like wouldn't recommend, but oh my god, was it? Fun. Yeah, like honestly, can't recommend it. Did I have a blast playing it? Yes. <laughs> Did I play the hell out of it? Absolutely. We got our money's worth oh, of whatever yeah. we paid inflation adjusted. I loved Masters of Terrace Cassia so much, even though like oh, it's boy. like I played it for such a limited time, but it was just held that special place in my heart i bought the japanese version of it oh, in awesome. japan dude i wish i had the japanese version of evil zone oh look at it it's beautiful awesome so cool so if you had a sealed version of evil zone i'm mistaken sealed it's actually version, expensive sealed versions on ebay are going for 200 plus bucks whoa but All right. opened ones are going for like 40s oh, okay. so it is still like it's kind it's, of a it's incredibly a not one dollar as i thought it would yeah. be <laughs> little do but you know yeah. there's this massive little do i know evil zone jesus uh, fan base evil zone riding what a more. game ah <sighs> 10 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't recommend it but 10 can't out of 10. recommend it but 10 out of 10 <laughs> okay so my e Again, like I said, I was stretching. Struggling. And this is a stretch because Mogan was like, just do FIFA. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do EA Sports FIFA. Because, like, <laughs> granted, the only sports game I play. So, like, sure, that <laughs> I could use it for that. But give me a little bit of grace as I uh, really make this stretch. Twist this to your devices. But my, uh, my letter E game is Edith Finch, comma, what remains of. Oh, you're <laughs> cheating! <laughs> That is a cheat. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about the character. But you know what? Either, but, so whenever people talk about Edith Finch, they just say Edith Finch. Right. So, so I'm counting it. I'm, I, I do the think it's cheating, thing, but it does get a pass. Or else I wouldn't have an E. You because the only other thing I could think of potentially talk about that I could, was even, like I said, I was pouring over lists of games to try to like, you know, just trigger something. Just brains, yeah. And the only other thing I could think of was another Star Wars game, the Star Wars Empire at War. Where it's like a Age of Empires esque real time strategy oh. game, but I only played like the first few missions. I don't know a lot about it. Yeah. So I was just like, eh. but Edith um, Finch is a good one though. Yeah. Yeah. So Edith Finch, if you'll t- allow the stretch, you were ret- you're returning to this like the house of your grandmother, correct? Uh, you're playing as Edith. Are you Edith Finch? You are Edith okay. Finch. Um, and you're playing at, you're going back to this, you're like family home. It's not, oh, it's yeah. your grandfather's, like great grandfather's. Yeah, Basically I, your family has like lived in this house for forever, for generations. Built by the like patriarch and of the family. I think his name is like Sven Finch yeah, or something. Yeah, something Because like I that. think in the lore, they came from Scandinavia. Yes. And so they built this crazy house. And then like as the family grew and, you know, people were born and people died and all that, they would just add on to the house. So it's this crazy building because apparently the grandfather was also like this big architect. So like he yeah. knew what he was doing. But still, it's like a absolutely crazy house. Like and it's one of those whimsical nonsense houses that you're it's like, like a tree house yeah. stuck on top of a house. Architecturally, it could a, a never mountain. work, but yeah. it's awesome to look at. But what made this game, and this is one, I believe it was a freebie maybe on PS Plus. I think, I think that's why was. we played it and, and why we were like, hey, we've wanted to play this. Let's play it and talk about it. We have a full review on the game that you can go back and listen to. Because when it but, came out years ago, it got a ton of buzz for like Indie Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the set, the subset that it right. was in. And we were both really interested. So when so it turned like, out yeah, for free, we were like, hell yeah, let's, let's play do this. So we gave that a shot and it was, uh, was surprising to me how much I liked it. Uh, because what it does is you go into this house trying to uncover some mystery because what happens basically is like the family members who live there wind up just like dying in odd ways. Everyone, Everybody like who's, every who's been there. Every member of the family has died. And in Edith some Finch is the last one or, the, or is the, the mom, her mom still alive? She just, or no, the mom moved out with her. Yes. To like try to escape it, but she still like wound up dying. I think I right? think canonically her mother may have died of cancer. I feel like that's right. And then Edith and so is that's then why the she last one alive. But yeah, so there's like a little a little spoiler at yeah, the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, we, we won't get that, we won't about, get to but. that. But so basically what you do then in the the main like 
content of this game is you going through the various living areas of this house that represent different people and different family members who live there. And you become that person in some way. Like, yeah, you live their story. You live their story. And it was just an incredibly imaginative and incredibly well done way of doing it and a new way of doing it other than just go to this room, read clues, write clues down in your notebook, and then you find out the end story. You're like living it in this very interactive way, very whimsical way, and in some cases very fantasy. Yeah, I mean like fantastical. Yeah, some very of fantastical them are just straight way. up like, wow, it really kind of so the whole thing about the game is you're sort of asking yourself, because I think in the game, the lore is that the family is cursed. Yeah. So they're all dying in these horrible ways because they're cursed. So one of the questions that the game kind of plays with is, were they actually cursed? Is it something like beyond our reality? Or is it just or a whole lot is it of bad just luck? a bunch of bad luck? Lemony Snicket series, so, unfortunate Yeah. Events. So the game kind of plays with that line of, well, is it real or is it, or there are, or are there normal explanations for the things that you're seeing, which yep. makes for a really fun experience. It was a great experience. And again, one I wasn't expected to like as much as I did, but I think for just how well it crafted the story, the simplistic yet still fun uh, gameplay of it, it just was a great time. It just and it's a worked. quick game. It's yeah. a quick story. It's a quick, it's a quick, uh, enjoy it's one of those weekend it's a quick play. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. You can play it in like a couple sessions over a weekend. Yep. So, I mean, if it, if it just has a really intriguing story that I think it is for as quick as it is to pick up, I feel like everybody should play and give yeah. it a shot. So, Edith Finch, comma, what remains of. I think we said this in our review, but I still stand by the fact that I think Edith Finch is one of the best examples of stellar narrative storytelling. Oh, for sure. For sure. It told that Because that's what the game is. Yeah. Like, you're not fighting people. You're not, you know, you're not even really discovering collectibles that much. You're just going through and solving this mystery as the story is told to you. And it's fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. Edith Finch. Go play it. So my F, it was Finch, comma, what remains of Edith. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it would, but what if it had been? That would have been hilarious. That would have been so funny. You're like, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Stole my thunder. No, they just recurred to me like, oh, man, that's going to make a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> well no, done. No, so it wasn't. So I do, this is another twofer, sort of, because I have the honorable mention and then the real game that sure. I want to talk about. The honorable mention is really just for me and Dr. Bro Mogan. It's folklore for the PlayStation 3. I have heard of this game. I don't know. know zero about. I know that we have at least mentioned it on the show before. I'm not, I honestly can't. I feel like I may have talked about it in one of our top three episodes sure. before. Maybe in Forgotten Games, Oregon Underrated Games, because it falls into kind of the same category as <laughs> yeah, Evil yeah. Zone does of, at the time, it ruled. Do I think it holds up now? Probably not. <laughs> I, it really probably doesn't. But folklore is also, because Bro Mogan and I looked at this kind of recently, we looked on eBay for like, what's folklore going for these days? Hundreds of dollars. Because wow. it's now considered one of those really rare collectibles of like, fucking nobody played this game. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Nobody played folklore. So if you can find it now, it's like, oh my god, you actually haven't played folklore? That's mm-hmm. incredible. So Bro Mogan and I got our PlayStation 3, like, I think the year that it came out, it was at Christmas at our grandma's house, and the first game that we got for it was Folklore. Nice. So we were both kind of playing different files alongside each other. He made it way farther than I ever did, but Folklore is just a buck wild, like almost visual. So the way that Folklore tells its story is through a mix of cutscenes and these graphic novel style cutscenes. Mm. So it's just all over the place with its storytelling, but it takes place in Ireland. It centers around a girl whose name I do not remember. We'll call her Fiona because it's probably close enough. Uh, Fiona is going through her childhood home of Doolin and like her mom's dead. Mm. And then she becomes... A person that can walk the veil between the living and the fairy world because oh. it's Ireland. Okay. Uh, the po- it makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, you had me. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's pick oh, it up what you're putting down. It's all about Samhain. It's all about the, uh, the, one of the solstice or equinox events oh. of Samhain. When, Very when, cool. When the veil between our world and the world beyond is so thin that you can actually cross over. So Fiona, who that's not her name, that's just what I'm calling her, uh, she becomes like this person that can sort of walk between the realms and commit 
demand creatures from the other world. You know what? This is the one that I'm going to talk about. The other one is the honorable mention. Okay. Folklore is a fucking crazy <laughs> game. <laughs> so this is actually very much related to, it got a shout out last time we did this because it's functionally the same as Chaos Legion. My C from oh, our man. first so ABCs. You're going to have to remind me of Chaos Legion. <laughs> d- don't worry about it because I don't even remember the fever dream of Chaos Legion. I remember, <laughs> I remember folklore way more because yep. it's also newer. So uh, in folklore, the way that you go about fighting because it is ultimately sort of an action JRPG sort of game. Uh, When you're in the fairy realm, you can encounter these different fantastical mythological creatures and you can more or less capture them to work for you. So you as a person, you cannot fight. Like you maybe have like a little, yeah, like a little (laughs) tiny punch, but you are not a fighter. You're a waifish little Irish girl who cannot fight to save her life. So you need these fantastical creatures to fight for you. So basically by using the incredible functionality. So do you remember when they first came out with the PlayStation controllers where if you, the the gyroscopics basically, where if you moved them around, they would actually do different stuff on screen. Mm -hmm. So you would sort of have this sort of lasso effect where you would lash out and you would basically grasp onto a creature with just sort of psychic energy. And then you would have to move the controller. You would have to like bang (laughs) it up and down and then like do side to sides to literally bang a creature's spirit because you had grabbed onto their spirit. You were literally beating up their spirit to weaken them enough to pull the spirit out of them and then command it for yourself it was crazy (laughs) it was a crazy game but yeah so you would steal the spirits from creatures and then they would basically be added to your arsenal and all the creatures do something different some of them act as little bombers they're just like little tiny creatures that you can send out and they just sort of do uh basically crowd control for you others do these big melee effects so you can send them out as like a wave and they'll just clear a path for you others are these big gigantic creatures that will just you know tight titans they'll heavy hit for you and you can have i think up to oh god for for there there was a sound outside and it sounded like hissing which like triggered my cat response (laughs) sorry anyway so so um you can have i think up to four of them at a time and they can be mapped to the different i think triangle x square or circle Mm -hmm. uh on your on your uh controller and you just use them in battle as you see fit i think they have different cooldowns which is what prevents you from using them all the time or maybe there's a certain limit on how many times you can use them per encounter i don't entirely remember i also don't remember how you swap them in and out of your inventory that escapes me because i I don't remember Jack Squad about this game. Other than that, it was insane. Mm -hmm. And each of the levels in this game sort of mirrored a different level of what would be considered the underworld, I guess. Okay. But not necessarily the underworld as we know it because it's intersected with the fairy world that is sort of deeply embedded in Irish and Celtic mythology. So each of the levels is absolutely crazy. They are just... Well, this is one of those games where trying to sell anyone on it mm-hmm. is impossible. I mean, I You're, don't know. It sounds kind of cool. It's impossible. <laughs> it's like, how can I get anyone to play this insane game? Yeah. And so the point at which I actually stopped playing the game is unfortunately the point that is basically exactly halfway through. Because in the game, there's Fiona and then there's Keats. And his name I'm actually remembering correctly, I mm-hmm. believe. So Fiona is investigating her own past. And then Keats is somehow also related to her loosely. And he's also investigating some shit that may or may not have happened to her and or her mother. Mm -hmm. And at some point in the game, you actually are forced to switch over to playing as Keats instead of as Fiona. So that's the point that I stopped. I played all of Fiona's levels and then the game forced me and it said, nope, you have to play as Keats now. And And I was like, no. (laughs) So that's where I stopped. And if I had continued, I could have actually finished the game, except not really because the final boss of folklore is notoriously one of those basically unbeatable bosses. Oh, wow. Not in terms of it's not that you can't, but it requires so much patience that who would? Who in their right mind would actually bother to beat this final boss because it requires so much godlike patience (laughs) that it's just literally not worth it. So folklore is categorically insane. If you can find it, maybe play it because it is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that's all I know about folklore. Sounds like it. 
Um, what is her name? Is it Fiona? It's Ellen, actually. Ellen? I know. Her name is Ellen? <laughs> I like Fiona. <laughs> I like Fiona, too. Her name's Fiona. Don't listen to the wiki, everybody. But you were right about Keats. Keats. Okay. Ellen. Ellen. That's so dumb. Okay, now looking at the box art. I'm, I've seen this box art before. Yeah, because it, it, it was but one I've of never played it. it was one of the first games that was for PS3. Like when PS3 first came out, folklore was in that launch lineup, which oh. I think is where it got a lot of its initial success. Sure. And then everybody and their mother forgot about it the exact second that a Call of Duty came out. <laughs> so folklore is a wild ass game. Maybe actually, maybe look up videos about it because yeah. it is it's cool. It sounds it's got a cool I mean, it sounds story. interesting for sure. And at the time, the real like animated cutscenes from the game were awesome. Yeah. It was like, wow, this is what video games can be. They were amazing. So it's a crazy ass game. Honorable mention goes to Fee, which I'm sure nobody remembers. To what? To Fee. F-E. Oh. Yeah, I, I talked about this one. one. Yeah, I talked about and reviewed Fee ages ago. It's an yeah. adorable indie game. That's all I'm going to say about it because Folklore took more time than I was expecting. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, my letter F game for me, probably an easy guess for it because it's a it's a one from a franchise that I love, Far Cry 3. Oh, okay. Yeah, Far Cry. I should so my honorable mention, though, was actually going to be For Honor. Oh, uh, the, oh, good honorable mention. Which maybe, honestly, I should maybe do that one because Far Cry 3 is basic, as a basic choice for me. It's a basic bitch choice. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked about Far Cry 3 out the wazoo. I've talked about how much fun it is going and fighting the pirates led by the evil Vas Montenegro. I will, though, give one small aside before I jump to For Honor because I have decided that's what I'm going to put as my letter F. Uh, I recently played, this is a also a spoiler ish not spoiler end credits scene spoiler for, for far cry 6 oh okay gotcha um so if you don't want to hear about that close your ears right now turn off your eyeballs just don't pay attention <laughs> but uh there's an in-game cutscene, or a cutscene. it's just audio at the end of far cry 6 where one of the main characters of far cry 6 is talking to a voice who in the captions is only called the smuggler but it's is it Voss? It's Voss. Oh, no shit. That's awesome. So I was like, what? That opens up a world you of possibilities. Voss. Voss is like one of the best video game villains I, I out th- there. I think you talked about him in our episode about like best villains yeah. or something like Voss that. Voss was what hooked me on Far Cry. The yeah. game itself was fun. I actually, the very first time I played Far Cry 3, maybe I'm sticking with Far Cry 3. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> but, uh, We're really just going with the feelings today, everybody. <laughs> but Far Cry 3 was one. I actually started playing it and then actually put it down. For a little bit when I first when I first got it, I found the gun controls like very unruly compared to other games that I played at the time for other first person shooters that I played at the time, like Call of Duties and whatnot. So I had a really hard time actually getting on board with the gameplay and the combat of it. But then I dropped it after only playing a few missions. I was like, this is frustrating. Like I I can't remember now. It's like the I don't really remember what it was about it, but I just like I was having, I was dying really yeah. hard, really easily because I mean the the one of the big points about Far Cry Two, it was also the first Far Cry game I played, so maybe that was part of it too. Where it's like Far Cry Three, especially everything in that game wants to kill you, so you're like you t- you kill an enemy and you're like, Whew, glad that fight's over. Take a step to your right and a fucking tiger kills you. Oh, so it's that kind yeah. of thing. And then also like the aiming and the gunplay is like, there's a lot of recoil in the guns. You have to be very precise with your aim, all that stuff. Hip fire is, can be unreliable, especially from a distance. So like all these things, which at the time when I've played Far Cry 3, I hadn't played a ton of stuff other like it. So it took a little bit of an acting. He's like, I don't like this. But then I did turn around and after like took, I took a month off of it or, or something. And then I think I saw some videos, maybe watched a trailer for it again. And I was like, gonna get it for another go. Got to where I really got to know Voss and I like picked up, started learning the ropes of the game. But when you really get into the story of that game and interact with Voss, he's bone chillingly terrifying. He carries that game. Oh my God. So the, and so this is what leads up to it and where I'm like, where's this going to go with Far Cry 6 and what this, this in game, this in credits uh, reveal at the end of Far Cry 3, Voss apparently dies. <gasps> or you apparently. think he dies. <gasps> So, I mean, you straight up stab him in the chest with a machete. Like, he should be dead. So it's Turns like, out he didn't have a heart to stab. I guess so. so it's <laughs> He's like, an android. So, the, so now I'm kind of wondering, like, how are they going to 
what are they doing here? Maybe it's like a clone. How, how is this going to, like, is, uh, so far a twist like that hasn't happened in Far Cry, but I also wouldn't put it past Now's it. the time, baby. But, <laughs> so I'm wondering, is this a prequel? Is this a thing like, uh, what I read some stuff afterwards because in the final stages of Far Cry 3, when you do kill Voss, you're kind of like in a drug-fueled fever dream. So you're kind of like, did you actually even kill Voss? Are they leaving that as like the back door is like how he was able to escape? Oh, and you're like, ah, it you was just all thought a, he killed him. The old dream sequence, eh? <laughs> exactly. So it's one of those things. So I, I mean, that I liked Far Cry 6. I thought it did a lot of things right and returned a lot of stuff back to more of Far Cry 3 kind of gameplay and that level of enjoyment. So finishing up that game and then getting that in credits reveal that Voss might be coming back. Oh, I am in. I am hooked in and excited maybe Far Cry is just gonna go with the spinoff called Chronicles of Voss well I mean they did do a DLC where you could like play a special like mission level as Voss and they've actually done that where you could play as the as Joseph Seed from Far Cry 5 and Pagan Men from Far Cry 4 they've done these like special one-off level DLC so I don't think that's the last they're gonna have a Voss if they included him in that end credit scene it's 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 exciting though. So, Was it the same voice actor? Oh yeah, same wow. guy. Because he, uh, Michael Mando. I, 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 I would I'm love, double checking that. I but. would love it if he's just been casually emailing the developers constantly to be like, "Hey, just want to let you know, like I, I'm ready to revoice Foss at any time. Just just <laughs> just ready and waiting. Anytime you want to make a new game about me. Yeah, that's Michael cool. Mando. That's Michael Mando. Yeah, he was. Incredible from the Mandalorian, (laughs) but uh, but no, I mean, the story of of Far Cry 3 it is it's it's violent, it's gritty, it's a very like you're in a like a sandbox of action, just like a danger at every turn, so like it keeps you on your toes. But I think what sells Far Cry 3 is Voss, yeah, and that's why it's my official letter F. Nice For Honor is a game that I wanted to love because it's set in a medieval world where it's a medieval fighting game, but I just realized I do not have the hours to dedicate. To get good at that game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time I played, yeah. I just get my ass Hard pass. kicked. <laughs> so it does not make the list. Far Cry Three maintains the title. Nice. But that concludes our next entry into this. But before we go, we do have to get a little bit of news. Oh, shit. And what's coming out soon? Because we're switching things up oh, here God, at Team oh, Chat God. Podcast, trying ready. out this moment with Mo. Yeah, we're doing it at, at the, the end. end of the episode now. So before we go, let's hear a little bit about what's coming out soon okay. in the world of video games. So as of this episode's release date, just in case you somehow missed it, Elden Ring is out it's now out. for everything that? in your mother. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> it. If you don't know about it, you don't need to. Uh, so coming out this month, LX2 for PS5, Xbox Series X, NES, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Far, colon, Changing Tides oh. for PS5, Xbox Series X, NES, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Puzzle Quest 3, how fun, for PC, iOS, oh, and Android. We got, we got our mobile entry on the list. Shadow Warrior 3 is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Babylon's Fall is out for PS5, PS4, and PC. Gran Turismo 7 is out for PS5 uh, and PS4. Yes, I was like, wait, ports. what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that came oh, out and then one of the games that actually matters, I obviously don't have time for it, but I know there are loads of people that are really excited about it. Project Octopath Triangle Stratagem. Oh, wait, really? <laughs> That's not the actual title. It's just called Triangle Stratagem. That's out this soon? It's out right oh now. My <laughs> so oh as my of this God. episode's air date, That's the- it'll be out tomorrow because this will come out on the 3rd, right? Yes. So it comes out tomorrow. Wow, I totally missed yeah. that was a March 4th release. Octopath, Another big game. Bravely Octopath Triangle Strategy. Oh, they're so bad at naming <laughs> games. No, it's just called Triangle Strategy. It's the new game from the studio behind Octopath Traveler. Mm-hmm. Looks like incredible, but it is a tactical JRPG. Nice. So if you're more into strategy and tactical games, this one's for you. It's out for Switch exclusively on March 4th. And then rounding out the start, you know what? That's it. That's it for this week. Boom. It's everything that's out. There we go. Lots of great stuff coming down the pike here. Pike, pipe, whatever it is. Here uh, for us to all get to enjoy. So a lot of great stuff. But obviously, let us know what some of your, if you are also compiling a list of the ABCs of games next to us, we'd love to see it. Tell us your E-games. We couldn't think of anything. Tell us your E-game. We're we're curious. I had to What do you like out there? Evil Zone. (laughs) (laughs) I had to make up a game. But anyway, let us know what your, what your, uh, what would be your choices for the ABCs of games? Send us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com or with any other questions you might have, topic ideas, any of that good old stuff, let us know because we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com. Hit us up on the Discord. Comment wherever you're listening to or watching the show. 
we you know just let us know your good stuff that you want to hear from us but that pretty much wraps up this episode of team chat podcast until next time i'm one of your hosts jared wilson joined across the table by Rachel. adios we'll see you all next time